Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Cam Newton is now on his way to uh, the New England Patriots. And to talk more about it, Chris Price of the Boston Globe now joining us. Chris, how you doing? I'm great, Bill. How you doing, man? We are wonderful. Uh, so first of all, the sentimentality for Tom Brady leaving. Let's start there. There is, uh, at least in March, and I remember talking to you when it happened, it's, it's kind of dissipated a little bit. You know, that being said, there's, there's still, you know, every time a, a Tom Brady post pops up, there's still a little bit of, a, you know, sentimentality there. But I, I think now, especially this week, um, that started to kind of fade away a little bit more. Look, I, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, some of our highest rated stories this offseason have been Tom Brady stories, you know, whether mm-hmm. it's him working out with, you know, his, his new buddies in Tampa Bay or, you know, reunited with Gronkowski or whatever the case may be. But I do think we're going to see less and less uh, of that as the as the you know the off season continues and we kind of start to you know head into you know training camp because this, this Cam Newton stuff I, I think it's got people up here pretty fired up. It, it's going to be interesting to see the way it all plays out. But I, I think that you know after an off season that's been dominated, not dominated, but but there's been a lot of loss for Patriots fans. Whether it's you know the the, the wild card loss or you know losing Brady Gronkowski going to the you know going to Tampa Bay, Kyle Van Noy, those guys are leaving. Um, it, 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 there is a level of excitement now that maybe we haven't had up here, you know, to this point in the offseason. Is there a belief that Cam Newton not only is coming into this as a healed player, because obviously the shoulder injury and the foot injury have been two prominent things for him, but uh, open mind, because uh, it seems like for time, and I've been saying this for a while, he cared more about fashion than he cared about football, in my opinion, because he just he he seemed petulant, almost immature at times, and for as much talent as he had, the old adage is, you know, uh, a $20 million body and a 10-cent head, has he gotten better? Has he matured? Does he Has he been humbled? Well, I think the two big questions here that, that still remain are, you know, the one that you brought up, the physical one, because, you know, there are certain protocols in place that, you know, you can't necessarily kick the tires on a guy like you used to be able to, you know, it, it, it part of this process. So I, I have to believe that the Patriots are satisfied with where he is physically. Look, you know, over the course of the first five, six, seven years of his career, he's pretty durable. But you know, he hasn't played a lot of football over the last year plus, and I think that the Patriots want to, make sure that that's squared away. The other thing, too, and it's a great point, that 
you know, you're looking at a guy who has, you know, who, whose focus has been more uh, on all-field stuff, at least over the last couple of years. And, you know, when you look at guys like that who have come into New England, all we can go by is, you know, is, is past performance. And when you look at guys like that who have come to New England, you know, guys who – let's say just have outsized personalities, maybe the, the, the best way to put it, um, you know, inevitably they all make it work here. I, I think the big question is, and I've gotten this a couple times over the last few days since he signed, is that, you know, would he be a distraction in the locker room? Is there a danger of him, you know, kind of upsetting the apple cart, for lack of a better term? I think as long as New England has guys in their locker room, guys like Devin McCourty, Matthew Slater, Julian Edelman, Dante Hightower, you know, guys who've, really are knee-deep in the culture, have really worked hard to establish a culture. As long as they have those guys in the roster, David Andrews, those types, I think they're going to be okay. But it is. It's going to be fascinating to see the way it all plays out. How much optimism is there? I mean, let's just say Cam Newton, not necessarily in MVP form, but let's just say he's a better-than-average quarterback. And he, he Does he bring the extra dynamic, something that Tom Brady never could bring, and that is the scramble capability, because, you know, that's what he was more known for, was not only taking hits, but delivering them with that big body he has. Not necessarily his overwhelming accuracy, but just the fact that if he plays within the system, how much freedom is he going to have to run to add that extra dynamic to a Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniel offense? Bill, I firmly believe this. This team is going to run the ball a lot in 2020. They, they were set up to run the ball going into last season. You remember the end of the, their last Super Bowl run? They ran the ball as well as anyone that, that I can remember over the last you know handful of years, whether it was Sony Michelle, James White, you know Rex Burkhead. Uh, they they really did a great job moving the ball on the ground. Uh, they didn't have David Andrews last year, the center. He was out all last year because of blood clots. He's absolutely vital to what they want to do when it comes to running the football. They also didn't have their fullback, and I'm not going to sit here and pretend that the fullback is you know an MVP candidate, but at the same time, he was part of what they wanted to do. Uh, you know when it comes to the ground game between Newton. James White, Rex Burkhead, Sony Michelle, Damien Harris, a third-round pick out of Alabama a couple of years ago, didn't play at all last year because of backfield. So this team's going to run the ball. That's going to be their strength. I'm not trying to dismiss Julian Edelman or Nikhil Harry or you know anything else that they might want to do in the passing game. That's going to be important to what they want to do. But you know this team is is really kind of you know looking more and more like a, a run-first team, which is going to be interesting to see in 2020. The the thing for me, and, and I go back a long ways for this franchise. This is the first mobile quarterback the Patriots have had since Steve Grogan, you know, in the 70s and yeah. 80s. And so, you know, I, I'm just, it, again, it's going to be interesting to see how Bill and how Josh kind of reimagine this whole thing because they've been good in the past when it comes to game planning and going week to week and month to month. But I have to believe now, given the personnel that they have on their roster, they're going to be interested in running the ball first and foremost in 2020. Where do they rank right now in the AFC East? And I'm not even taking Cam Newton into consideration until we know he's completely healthy and he's bought in. But uh, Buffalo obviously has gotten better the last two years, uh, has made Miami better. I'm not saying Miami's ready to take the crown, but where does the Patriots rank right now with the loss of Tom Brady and with kind of a, a little bit of a changeover going on? It's them and the Bills, really. I mean, Buffalo did a really good job coming on last year, and, and I like where they are on both sides of the ball. And, you know, as long as we're talking about Cam Newton and, you know, and, and how he might fit in, in in New England and how it relates to the rest of the division, it's important to remember that Sean McDermott, the Buffalo head coach, was the, the defensive coordinator in Carolina for five, six years while Cam was there. And so I don't know if you're going to find a better coach, 
you know, a coach who might know more about Cam's tendencies than the old Carolina defensive coordinator. So, um, but I really think it's them and the Bills. And, and I think that if Cam is healthy, and I'm putting him my quote fingers here when I say that, um, I, I think the Patriots have a narrow edge. I'm not saying, you know, they're going to walk through the division like they've done in years past, but I have to believe that a healthy Cam Newton gets them to 11 wins, 10 wins, which should be enough, at least in my mind, to take the division again. What is the thought of the Patriots being penalized 1.1 million, and then obviously a third round draft choice as well for what went on in Cincinnati? It was stupid. It really was. It was a stupid move on their part, and and I don't know. I haven't talked to enough people in the front office to get a real sense of just how connected, you know, the the the, the craft sports people who are shooting it, you know, were to the, the the football people. But you know, given the circumstance. Given the opponent, I mean, it's the Bengals. You know, you're, you know, they're not they're not shooting the Chiefs sideline or the Steelers sideline or something. Mm-hmm. They shoot the Bengals sideline. So, I, I think in hindsight, uh, you know, I can I can certainly say that you know everyone involved would would certainly have have liked a mulligan on that one. But uh, you know, honestly, these days in the NFL, it, it, it might just be the price of doing business. I saw an article that the league has still not done anything to the owner, Robert Kraft, regarding the whole, um, you know, the the massage parlor incident. Um, do you think that, because some people say, well, this was the third time they've been caught kind of filming and they got basically a slap on the wrist, although I like uh, a third-round draft choice is a pretty stiff slap on the wrist. But um, the, it, do you think the league's going a little bit easier on them because of the whole overblown deflate gate, so to speak? I think so, and I think I think there's something to that, and I think the pendulum kind of swings back and forth with them, maybe in the eyes of the league, because you know there there are people up here who say, like you said, that you know they they went overboard on Deflate Gate, and so you know maybe it, it kind of it's kind of come back in the other direction, and you know going back to 2007, you know the pendulum swung in the other direction. So I, I do think there's something to that. I also too, you know, honestly you look at the relationship between Kraft and Goodell and, and I think that, you know, enters in the conversation. I'm not being overly conspiratorial here, but I, I think that's, you know, part of it as well. So it, look, I, I think at the end of the day that they can sit there and say, all right, well, we're going to give up a third round pick and then move on from there. So I, I, I again, I, th- I think really ultimately for them, it's, it's the price to do it business. But again, I, I think that, you know, given the circumstances, I, I just, I still shake my head at the idea that they're trying to, you know, get a leg up on the, on the Bengals for, for goodness sakes. <laughs> Chris, always good to talk to you, my friend. We'll hopefully talk about football once we get to the fall and then we'll kind of go from there, but until then stay safe. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Fingers crossed. Take care. And we'll talk soon, Bill. Appreciate it, pal. Talk to you later. There you go. Chris Price of the Boston Globe. You can see him at CP Price Globe, CP Price Globe on Twitter. You can find his stuff there. He joined us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years. They've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE. Go to schneiderjobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.